Hello and uh, welcome everyone to Positive Perspectives on Accounting. We, that is... Ru Bumsmal, located in Sydney. And Lukas Gretzky, located in Stockholm, are qualitative researchers studying accounting as a social and organizational practice, meaning that we take an interdisciplinary perspective on accounting and try to understand how it is implicated in organizational processes. Now, in this virtual seminar series, we would like to explore together with you the enabling role of accounting in society, hence the name Positive Perspectives on Accounting. The idea for this virtual seminar series emerged over a bit in Sydney, but materialized into something more concrete when we were forced to go digital following the spread of the coronavirus. In this pilot episode of Positive Perspectives on Accounting, we would like to take a look at the role of accounting in a specific type of organization, namely so-called hybrid organizations. And we have chosen this topic not out of mere randomness, but because my colleague and friend Roel is uh, doing research in this area. And uh, through his in-depth research, Roel has gained very interesting insights that we would like to share with you in this episode. So Roel, hybrid organizations, I mean, that sounds a bit academic and also a little bit mystical. So can you explain to us in very simple words what exactly hybrid organization is and also give us some examples for this particular type of organization? Yeah, sure. It's very mystical to start with, uh, Lucas. Mm-hmm. So good question there. Now, hybrid organizations, they can be best described as organizations that incorporate aspects of different institutional logics. Now, these institutional logics, they can be defined quite broadly as the assumptions, values, beliefs, and rules that guide organizational behavior. Now, historically, these uh, so-called institutional logics would be found within separate types of organizations. So, for example, private, sectors or private sector organizations would be driven by a commercial logic, public sector organizations would be driven by a so-called bureaucratic logic, and the uh, not-for-profit sector organizations would be driven by a social welfare logic. Now, what we have seen in recent times, though, is that uh, organizations have started to draw, to draw upon multiple institutional logics within one organization. So examples of such hybrid forms of organizing would include public-private partnerships, sports organizations, and social enterprises. And while the attention to this sort of hybrid organizations in accounting research is relatively recent, early examples of what can be considered hybrid organizations sometimes goes back tens or hundreds of years. So large infrastructure projects involving rail development or road development have been using the hybrid model for years. And even if you think about some charities like Oxfam, they have been selling products in their shops for years in order to generate revenue uh, in addition to grant and uh, donation income. And why is it so interesting now for accounting researchers to go into this area and, and, and to explore it? So I think what makes it interesting is there's a lot of potential for tensions. So these hybrid organizations, because they deal with uh, multiple logics, they need to develop strategies to cope with the presence of these multiple logics within the organization. So from a research perspective, it is particularly interesting to study such strategies in situations where there is an actual conflict or perceived conflicts between multiple logics. Now, if you think about social enterprises, the type of organization I mentioned earlier, what they do is they've adopted or they adopt a so-called profit-for-purpose model. So instead of using a traditional charity model of uh, generating income to grants or donations, they actually generate revenues by selling products and services. Now, these products and services, they would be socially beneficial. So they would not have a negative impact on society. At least that's what they set out to do. Now, another example would be a sports organization 
And these types of organizations, they are generally required to manage the tensions between performing well on the field as well as off the field. So that would be uh, commercially. Now, furthermore, these sports organizations can also engage in community activities, which means that in addition to this commercial and professional logic, they would also need to manage a third logic, which would be the social welfare logic. So with all these tensions, it's interesting for Maurice's perspective to look at how accounting may play a role in managing the tensions. To draw upon the findings of a study I've been recently involved in uh, and that focus on sports. So the study examined the role of financial reporting in the Gaelic Athletics Association, uh, or shorted the GA, which is a large Irish community-based amateur sports organization that promotes Irish sports, culture, and pastimes. Now, this study was conducted together with Connor Clune, who actually designed the Ledger Project, and Richard Pucci. And what we found in this study is that accounting can actually have a very conflicting role with respect to the management of coexisting logics. Mm -hmm. So on the one hand, what we saw is that the GA's management would use transparency to very detailed financial reporting to demonstrate to the members the benefits of commercialization. Now, this was most visible in the controversial sale of TV rights, so the TV rights of the GA, to Sky Sports, a British pay-per-view broadcaster. And what happened there is that the organization was very transparent about how the revenues would actually benefit the organization's members, as 82% of the TV rights benefits would flow to grassroots member organizations. Now, on the other hand, what we also saw in the study is that financial reporting rules were sometimes also actively ignored by member clubs to facilitate under the table payments to club managers. Now remember that this is an amateur sports organization, so no one can be paid for either managing or playing the sports. So while these under the table payments went against the, the mission of the organization, it still happened. Yeah? And while managers were aware of this, so the GA's management, they actively decided against organizing in order to investigate or further investigate the issue. Which means that in this case, in the first situation with the TV rights, accounting was used in order to make visible how two logics were aligned, in that case, a commercial logic with the social welfare logic, whereas in a different situation, accounting was not used. Yeah, so purposely not reporting something helped the organization in managing tension between the commercial logic and the social welfare logic of the organization, which is underpinned by amateurism. Rowley mentioned how creating transparency is an important role for accounting in hybrid organizations. And this creating transparency is also interesting with respect to the success of a hybrid organization, which I suppose is not so easy to kind of define, given that you have different values and different beliefs, and that also might affect uh, how you think about success in an organization like that. Based on your findings, I mean, how do these hybrid organizations define success and what role does accounting play? Last year, I conducted a study on social enterprises together with my honor student and my colleague, Wai Fong Chua. Now, in this study, we focused on a, a group of small social enterprises based in Sydney. And these social enterprises, they uh, work towards a social mission, but they also have commercial goals. So they also want to generate revenues through other means than applying for grants or donations. Now, what we focused on is how these organizations assessed and accounted for their social performance and whether or not this was in tension with the financial goals of the organization. Now, again, uh, when you look at these social enterprises, 
And when you use the language uh, of institutional logics that we used earlier in our discussion of the GA, these organizations, so social enterprises, can be seen as blending organizing elements based upon a commercial logics with elements that originate from a social welfare logic into a new profit for purpose logic. Now, what we found is that a lot of organizations these days call themselves social enterprises or social entrepreneurs. Now, what we noticed that while all of these social enterprises had some blend of commercial and a social welfare logic, the logics could actually be bended in a couple of different ways. So what we, for example, identified is a difference between so-called profit-driven social enterprises and purpose-driven social enterprises. So while both of these types of organizations would have a blend of commercial and social elements into their organizing principles, the blend was not always the same. So you could say that the organizing elements of profit-driven social enterprises would consist of a blend of 70% commercial and 30% social welfare. Now, the blend within purpose-driven social enterprises, on the other hand, would be more like 30% commercial and 70% social welfare. So our analysis indicated that the type of blend of commercial and social welfare uh, logics would actually influence the role of accounting and the preferred approach to accountability within these profit-driven and purpose-driven social enterprises. Mm, that's, I think, very interesting. And it seems to me also that this blending is a nice contribution to the literature, because I think that's a mechanism that has not been described in that particular way yet. And maybe you can give us a, a concrete example of how accounting plays out in this process of blending from your study. Yeah, it's important to note that the notion of uh, blending institutional logics is theoretical at this point. So we don't really know that much about it uh, in practice. So we don't know how it plays out in practice or how organizations manage the blend or what the role of accounting is in uh, managing the blending of different logics. Now, what we found within the, uh, the distinction between profit-driven social enterprises and purpose-driven social enterprises, that the role of accounting and accountability within these two types of social enterprises is very different. So if we start with the purpose-driven social enterprises, what we noticed is they had a very negative attitude towards profit. So they were explicitly working towards financial viability while pursuing a social mission instead of maximizing their profitability. Uh, profitability. So social enterprises in this category, what they would do, they would engage in activities like working with uh, promoting sustainable employment for refugees or operating a co-working space for people with disabilities. Now what the organizations that were purpose-driven had in common, at least in the sample that we included in our study, is that all of them worked with the government and required these organizations to have very formal ways of measuring the social impact either to meet funding requirements, because some of them did actually receive grants on top of their commercial revenues, or to meet the regulatory requirements of working with refugees or working with people with disabilities. Now, within the purpose-driven social enterprises, we also had a couple of social enterprise restaurants. And while they were also clearly purpose-driven, they relied much more on informal ways of accounting for social impact. So this was partly because they did not have these close collaborations with the government, but also because the restaurant settings provided them with a unique opportunity to let the customers experience or feel the social impact, which would, for example, happen uh, through waiters sharing their impact stories, so refugees telling their stories, or by sharing impact stories in the menu of the restaurants or on a big chalkboard that was on the wall. 
Now, in contrast to the role of accounting within these purpose-driven social enterprises, the situation was very different for profit-driven social enterprises. So these profit-driven social enterprises, they had a very clear focus on maximizing profitability. So for them, profit was not a dirty word. It was a good thing. So in interviews with these managers of the profit-driven social enterprises, they would emphasize that by focusing on maximizing profit, their social impact would automatically also be maximized. Because they argued that all of their products or services had a socially beneficial effect. So therefore, more revenues simply means more social impact. Now, one of the organizations, for example, they had a vending machine selling juice made out of oranges that would normally be discarded by farmers because they were considered to be too small for normal supermarkets. So for them, an increase in sales revenue would immediately result in more rescued oranges from farmers and less food waste. So because of this assumed direct link, between revenues and social impact, these organizations felt there was no need to continuously and formally measure their social impact. So they considered this to be way too expensive and they did, uh, they did not see any benefits or any new insights coming from this type of measurement. So they pretty much just stick with financial reporting and believe that insights into revenues would provide them with insights into the, uh, the social impact that they would have. So in summary, what we saw is that the term social enterprise is very much an umbrella term. So it's not just one type of organizations. Social enterprises can operate very differently. They can focus on very distinct activities, so a lot of different types of activities. And the role of accounting within these organizations can also take different forms. So what we saw that some social enterprises, the, uh, the, the purpose-driven social enterprises, that they would mostly rely upon either very formalized social impact measurements or in the case of the restaurants, very informal mechanisms, whereas the profit-driven social enterprises, they mainly relied upon financial measures, so financial reporting, and did not engage at all in any kind of social impact measurement, be it formal or informal. And that's, of course, very, very interesting when we think about accounting and what accounting actually means, because what your findings show is that maybe we have to think differently about accounting and also think about different forms of doing accounting, different forms of measuring performance or creating transparency about performance or accountability. Since all organizations, also the traditional, whatever that means, for-profit organizations are expected to not only perform on an economic level, but also on a social and environmental level. So sustainability, corporate social responsibility play an important role for all types of organizations nowadays. Mm. So based on your research, is there anything where you think that traditional for-profit organizations could learn from hybrid organizations? Yeah, interesting question. What came up in the interviews we had with these managers is that some argue that in the future, in the near future, in their view, social enterprises would be the only way to go about an enterprise. That without being mm. social, you would not have the license to operate in society anymore. And that was sort of wishful thinking on, on their part as well. But you do sort of see this in society though, because if you look at the mission statements for let's say a business school or, or the university or any for-profit organizations, they also want to do good. So they used to pretty much focus on minimizing harm. So minimizing uh, waste, 
minimizing air pollution. But what you see now is that organizations actually want to have a positive impact on society. So in my view, there's been a bit of a shift to accounting for how you go about minimizing harm towards actually demonstrating that you have a positive impact on society. And I think there's a role of accounting there as well that can assist organizations in finding the best ways to go about it. And again, it's, uh, it may not be this one model that would apply to every organization. There might be different formal or more informal mechanisms that would be most suited depending on the nature of the organization. What would you recommend to a controller working in a hybrid organization or in a, well, again, let's say a traditional for-profit organization mm. um, that is trying to be more sustainable? What should they do when, when, when they do accounting? Yeah, good point. Good point, Lucas. So this would not particularly be my area of expertise, but I do think there might be a change in the role of the controller, where he might, for example, move from a more traditional controller role to becoming more of a business partner. But I think it would be wise to have another podcast to further explore the changing role of the business partner in a changing world. I think that's an excellent idea and uh, also what we should do then. Um, so in one of our next episodes, we should take a look at the controllers and maybe how uh, in a context of sustainability and hybrid organizations, their role change, maybe how they have to rethink also what they do and what contributions they can make to the organization. But all I think that was extremely interesting today to talk about hybrid organizations. I learned a lot and I hope that uh, our viewers uh, and listeners uh, also learned a lot about hybrid organizations and the enabling role in these type of organizations. So having said all that, uh, we hope you enjoyed this pilot episode uh, of uh, Positive Perspectives and Accounting. Please let us know what you think and also if you have suggestions for a topic that we could cover in one of our future episodes. And also, if you would like to get involved and share your positive perspectives on accounting with us in another episode of this virtual seminar series. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to welcoming you in the next episode. Happy accounting, everyone. <laughs>